Hello, hello. Good evening, Brother Douglas. Just in time. Um, our topic for tonight is the book of uh, King Solomon, Vanity. This is a delicate subject that I was not sure if I can tackle it, but something, some voice was telling in my ears that I should do it. So two weeks ago, I think I was asking my wife, what does she think about vanity? Uh, before I go deeper to this, I would like to acknowledge the ladies here, moms, would-be moms, or wannabe moms. Our moms. So last Sunday, we celebrated Mom's Day. And my wife delivered a very touching message, and I thought, I'm lucky guy. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. So uh, I was so proud and really realized that I'm one lucky guy. There is a saying that goes like this a woman is always behind a successful man. So I have read a story that proves this saying. Makes this saying correct, I suppose. One day, a couple of Christ group went to a retreat. You know those husband and wife. So they went to the camp. Couple. So after the retreat, they decided to go to a park, crocodile farm. <laughs> And they were so excited because there's a platform and you could go up close to the crocodiles and you could see how interesting these creatures are. Mm -hmm. Now the owner decided to make it more interesting. So he announced, listen to this, whoever jumps to the pond swims across and survive, I will give one million dollars. So the guys, the brave men, were laughing at each other and said, who will be crazy enough to jump for one million? <laughs> Suddenly, somebody jumped, swam, went across. Even the crocodiles are surprised. They can't believe that somebody is brave enough. So the guy survived. The farm owner can't believe it, so he wrote the check and gave it to the man. And after giving it, he said, I can't believe you did that. You're so brave. The man looked at him and said, I did not jump, somebody pushed me. <laughs> and the wife is grinning behind him. That's 
Yeah. So that's success beyond comparison. You could get one million from that. When the Lord was forming the woman, an angel was watching him curiously. And he said, Lord, what are you doing? God said, I'm making a woman. The angel touched the arm, the skin, and said, she is so strong. Yeah, but she is strong. She will give birth to a lot of children. She will nurture them. She will take care of them when they're sick. She will be a strong helper to her husband. And the angel again touched the face and touched the tears. He said, he said, Lord, your woman is leaking. And the Lord said, no, those are tears. See, this woman will cry when she is happy and she will laugh when she is sad. So the angel was confused. And she said, wow, it's complicated. Yeah, of course. She will be smart, confident, and mysterious. So it will be hard to understand her. The angel smiled and said to Adam, good luck. <laughs> you see, this is the reason why when Eve gave the apple to Adam, Adam just took it. He never, he didn't even argue. He knew he cannot win. That's my tribute to that beautiful mother. So let's go to our topic. What is the meaning of vanity? In the New Living Translation, it, it is described as worthless or valueless, meaning less and a lot more. King Solomon, probably the richest man that ever lived, wrote the book, book of Ecclesiastes, which we find most of the lessons that we are having now. In chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, King Solomon says everything is meaningless. And in verse 8, he describes how man can be satisfied. In verses 16 to 18, he describes how frustrated he became and concluded that pursuing all this is like chasing the wind. In chapter 2, verses 1 through verse 3, King Solomon tells us again how he tried to seek pleasure by doing silly and foolish things. But he concluded that joy and laughter are not, are just momentary just for the moment. This is true and very common experience that I would say most of men growing up, I don't know about the girls, but men tend to experiment on everything that is exciting. We don't even think of the consequences. We feel like we are the king 
of the world and nobody will dare stop us in doing what we want. What is funny is when we wake up into reality and find ourselves in trouble, then the remorse comes. What have I done? Too late. You have done it already. When we continue reading verses 4 through 10, which is in chapter 2, King Solomon talks about his vast wealth and power that nobody can compare. Mm -hmm. At the end of verse 8, he said, I had everything a man could decide. Look at that, how rich he is. On verse 11, he concludes that it was all so meaningless like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. That's why in the start, I said, it is confusing. You see, this becomes a reason for people who don't believe in Jesus to become lazy. They would say, well, what am I working for then? Why don't I just sit and wait for me to die? If you don't believe in Jesus, then this will come into your mind. So, there's, there was a guy in our time, Steve Jobs. He was the co-founder of Bill Gates. So, you could imagine how rich he is. He's one of the rich guys. But he is not lucky like us. He was not. He had pancreatic cancer. And for some reason, he, of course, he was rich, so he, found, he tried to find all the specialists, the experts that could help him, but he was a failure. So on his last days, he had his thought written or he asked somebody to write it. I have read it, and unfortunately, I was not able to copy it, but I remember some. This is what he said about money. You can hire somebody to drive your car, clean your house, and cook your food. But you can't hire somebody to suffer for you. Mm -hmm. Wow. He was sick, and the doctors can't heal him. You could imagine how desperate he must have been, knowing that the power of his money ends there. Oh, gosh. His money becomes worthless in the yes. face of death. You can't hire somebody to die for vanity. The money did not work. This is what he said about being rich and being poor. No matter whether you drive a chip car or you drive a Rolls Royce, the road is still the same and you both reach the same destination. No matter where you occupy the common the economy class or the first class in an airplane, when it goes down, you both go down with the rich guy. This is a common denominator. No matter what is our status in life, we will get to the end and have to face the judge, yeah. God. 
So you know the answer to that, to avoid being on the other side. You have to follow what Chief was saying, the commandment, the doer. So let us enjoy the one life that our Creator gave us. He created us to worship Him, not to worship our wealth and accomplishment. Let us not be self-conceited. Let, let us watch the words that comes out of our mouth. Yes. Once it's out, we can take it back. It's like a bowling ball. Once it leaves your hands, you cannot correct it anymore. It's there. It's gone. So, there are people who want to get the attention so they act like they know everything. So there was a politician that is running for congressman. A reporter was asking him what is his platform or bill that he wants to pass. This is in relation to pretending to know everything. That we know everything. The politician said he wants to pass a bill that will regulate air pollution. He will go against those car manufacturers making cars that have bad exhaust. So the reporter asked if the politician have any specific car brand that he wants to target. So you know they can put in the headline. The politician said, Oh, there's a lot. But there's the one, the first on the list would be Tesla. Tesla is electric car. So this is the problem. When you pretend to know something and you say something that you're not sure, then you're caught in the mouth like a fish. The fish bites the hook. That's it, you're caught. And like Charlene just said a while ago, I said I'm gonna use her word. Some people want to hang out with those rich people and the intellectual and the elite. I don't know how they look, those elite people, but there was this guy that is trying to be to met to blend with them. He was with a friend and they they heard a group that were talking about some artists. They got closer and she heard. So she pulled her head friend to the other side and she said, I know what they're talking about. What are they talking about? Some artists like Beethoven and Mozart. Yeah, they are. Those are classic guys. Yeah, I know. But I don't think they have seen the paintings they have done. <laughs> My God. His, the friend started to pray. Yes, yes. Some more of these um, frustrations and about wealth are can be read in Psalms, verse, I mean, chapter thirty-nine, Second Samuel, verse King. It's all say about chasing the wind. Breath. Life is like a breath that just vapor. We don't know when our end comes. So 
let us live life to the fullest to serve the Lord. I will use Steve Jobs' last word. He said, if you have people you call friends, spend the time with them. Let your brothers, your parents, your relatives know that you love them. Only God knows when our time to face our maker has come. You see, I believe all of us have been to a memorial service, a funeral. And you have heard those beautiful eulogies. They talk about what the person that died done in his life, how good he was, could you just imagine if you were with, you enjoyed this time with him? They say he was a good singer. Have you heard him sing? <laughs> you wasted the time, right? Mm. Yes, he was a, a philanthropist. Did you receive anything from him or did you enjoy laughing with him? He wants to fish, to go fishing. Those are vanity. It's gone. You can't enjoy it anymore. You just remember it for the time that is said and then he will be burned, cremated, buried and it was wasted. It's like vapor in the wind. It's gone. Yes. God gave us a guideline like Jesus said a while ago. That's the only way to fight our temptations. That if we read all that Solomon said, he had everything. And he had proven that wealth cannot pay for your passage to heaven. You have to submit to God. You have to use. He did not say, because he also wrote Proverbs. And it, 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 there is instructions there how to be wealthy, how to earn. You should not be lazy, you should use your hand. So it means that he is not against wealth. He, he just said, maybe he just wanted us to learn from him that we should use it properly. Like if you have extra million, we could put it in the box and we could use it in the church. <laughs> That would be nice. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for that message tonight. Thank you, God, that you have opened our eyes to evaluate our surroundings, ourselves, Lord, whether we are on the wrong side or on the right side. We pray, Lord, for your guidance, for your mercy, to give us strength face all the trials that come to us, that come to this church, that come to this family. Oh, Father, we know that we are worthless if we don't come to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.